Welcome back to the NFFL podcast. Looking back at week three and looking forward at week four on a very memorable week of NFL action. Like I said, welcome back to the NFFL Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Richard Headley, and joining me this week on the mic is the Fresh Prince himself. What do you say? I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Well, Fresh Prince, uh, we're going to look back at week three, and we're going to look ahead at week four, because we got a little... Rivalry week going on for week four. Oh, it's time to break out the nachos and cheese because it's rivalry week. Oh, yes. But before we get to rivalry week, the NFL was a little bit crazy this week. And it gave us... uh... I, I, I I would dare to say it was a little bit more strange... Mm. How tell strange? Me more. Tell me I'll more. Tell you how, <laughs> I'll tell you how strange. You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are end zone to end zone. And there is a goalpost up ahead. If it was week two, you'd hit it or miss it altogether. Your next stop, the Fusco Zone. So this week in the Fusco Zone, we had some rather interesting things happen in the NFL. Chuck? Where do you want want to start? Oh, man, let's start with the... With the let, butt let's, pun. Let's, let's, let's start with the with uh, the poop shoot. Oh yes. Let's let's start with the butt punt. Let's start with the dag yo. Oh yes. This is the very reason that Chuck wants to see more punters represented. Or see more, or see see more any punters. Chuck wants to see punters and their butts. Uh, <laughs> I was watching a highlight from that game, and I could not figure out from the angle I saw it from why that ball flew backwards. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, he, he, like the, the 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 snapshot I saw, I'm pretty sure the dude took it in the junk. Uh, he had like, to. <laughs> he took he took laces he took laces to the crack crack and tipped to the junk, mm-hmm. and um. I mean, I'm surprised if he didn't call OSHA after that and and, and file a complaint because that was sexual harassment. That <laughs> was sexually harassed by a football. And I, I don't know if I shared this on the ring or not, but I saw a meme that was shared that uh, it's a shot of uh, the guy getting hit with the ball. And you can really only see about a third of the football. And the caption reads... I'm telling my kids this is 
how footballs are born. Well, I'm I'm gonna put it to you this way: who was who was the player that took it in the butt? I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, I bet you John got a phone call from a a number with a Florida area code. <laughs> Oh, John, let us know if you got a phone call. John, John, reach out if you got a call from a 406. Just let us know. Or an an 805. (laughs) Or a a 305. 305. Oh, Oh, we also had some vindication this week for Dan Orlovsky. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we're talking about situational awareness here. And. Um, I mean, my man was just like, Hey, I got all the space in the world. It doesn't matter. I'm going to go where I want to (laughs) go. Born free. Oh, Jimmy G stepping out the back of the end zone and Dan Orlovsky watching it and tweeting that he is vindicated or however he put it. (laughs) Oh man. It is quite funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I'm sure it happens more often than we think, but it was uh, it was it was on display right there, and he's not going to live that down anytime soon. Oh no, he won't. He will not at all. <laughs> oh man, oh, those are the two big ones I can remember. What else? What else insane happened in the Fusco Zone this week? Well, were there any, were there any players that got like um, shot, arrested, or anything like that? Well, Miles Garrett was involved in a single car accident where apparently his uh, his sports car was too much car for him, and uh, he wound up in the hospital. Well, perhaps if he was wearing a helmet. <laughs> maybe, I saw some. Maybe, <laughs> I saw some body maybe. cam footage. <laughs> Maybe if he didn't throw his helmet, he would have been more safe. If he'd been wearing his own helmet, he would have been more safe. Yeah. I saw some body cam footage from the officers responding. He was pretty dazed. (laughs) On a serious note, glad that he and his passenger were all right. But yeah, that that car is not going to be driven ever again. Well, can you think of any more? No, I think that wraps it up for this week's episode of... The fuss goes on. All right. So before we get into our week three recap, let's take a look. There was a trade that went down. Seriously? You didn't see it? Yeah, it went down yesterday. No. Who oh. was it? Well... Flutie Flakes and the Night Shift did themselves a little trading. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's why, he was, that's why he responded the way he did to me today. <laughs> Flutie Flakes receives Austin Eckler and Night Shift receives Najee Harris. You know what? That's actually a pretty even trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so give me some analysis. Uh, being being the night shift owner, it's kind of odd for me to weigh in on my own trade. So give give me some neutral analysis here. Well, I'll I'll tell you that na- uh, Najee's sloppy thirds for you, um, <laughs> as 
as Najee actually came from. Who did Najee come from? Ben to me, then me to Connor, mm-hmm. and then Connor to you. <laughs> so you're actually like, it's you're, like you're down in the caboose. You're down in the caboose. <laughs> Yep. You're, you're catching, you're catching like, you're catching like, um, young third floor girl, sloppy quarters, fourths or whatever. My backfield but is the, with I, everyone that Najee's been with. So, yeah, you got all, you have all the STDs, get it? Oh, I hope um, they bring some TDs with them. Yeah. Some T, show me those TDs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Najee and Austin are pretty fair, pretty fair swap. It just really depends on how the rest of the season goes. Austin Eckler has been underutilized out there, but you know what? <laughs> the Chargers really aren't full tilt. And then in terms of Najee, they've uh, they've been stunted by Canada's. Uh, execution of the offense so you're just looking at how the rest of the season is going to go and it's all speculation mm-hmm. yep. but I think in terms of like it could go either way it could go boom or bust for both of you I think overall good trade and I'd like to see more of them yeah so let's see some more trades this week guys let's get it out there let's take a look back at week three start week three off with our toilet bowl game of the week oh that way we can only go up from here one can only hope now this week's toilet bowl game of the week was an interconference matchup and it was between jim kelly hates cancer at ninja panthers now this there were a couple games that could have had this honor but I did give it to this matchup because the only time Ninja Panthers led was Thursday night with Miles Garrett's two half sacks or half tackles. <laughs> uh, Jim Kelly hates cancer did win 219.94 to 148.60. That's a 71.34 point differential and is the largest of the week, which earns Jim Kelly hates cancer. The whoop-ass victory of the week. So, Danny, break this game down for us. Well, number one, I think it's quite incredible that we have a whoop-ass in the toilet bowl. <laughs> yeah. So this this was basically like, Chuck was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm flushing here and, and you're going down. Like, we're not <laughs> playing games here. Um, <clears throat> so, I'm just going to quickly go over uh, some of the highlights here in terms of the studies. And as you can imagine, um, Jim Kelly Hayes Cancer is built for tough and, um, you know, going over projections by 30-ish, 9-ish points, whereas Ninja Panthers... Uh, definitely underperformed by a similar amount in terms of quarterback head-to-head. Believe it or not, Kirk Cousins for Ninja Panthers edged out Justin Herbert. 
you had Debo over Allen Robinson, um, Thielen over Samuel, Pittman Jr. over Davis, Barkley over Swift. I mean, it just seems like, aside from Robinson, Chuck has early on a lot of the major major players who have done great. I, I remember prognosticating that Saquon Barkley was going to have comeback player of the year. And so far, I'm pretty damn sure I'm right about that. <laughs> and so in terms of studs, uh, I think the biggest stud on offense for uh, Jim Kelly was going to be Saquon. Uh, close behind was Robinson. And then in terms of defense, you're looking at Roquan Smith and both uh, Sneed putting up, you know, 20-ish points. I mean, they, they put up more points than Saquon did. So Chuck had two players on defense score more than his quarterback. So when you have that, you have a good day for the most part. Um, a dud. Chuck did turn in a big fat zero for Jay Johnson, his tight end. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, in terms of Ninja Panthers, uh, he had the Miles Garrett. The funniest thing is like his his best, <laughs> his, his earliest lead was also his worst player score. Um, <laughs> only to be edged out by Devery Henderson Jr. and by a tenth of a point. Had Chuck played some people on his bench, this could have been. A, a worse whooping. I'm, I'm surprised that um, Ninja Panthers sat Ezekiel Elliott at, for Henderson Jr. or even Swift for that matter. Swift has been banged up for the last few weeks. So all in all, uh, toilet match of the week. Chuck plunged the uh, Ninja Panthers down and sent them packing. Yeah, and Chuck, uh, speaking, uh, you know, looking back at your defensive point there, Chuck had the highest defensive score this week by uh, over 30 points, uh, 30 more points on defense than the next highest score. Also, the most points scored by a defensive squad this season with 108.20 points from his defense which is only three points less than his entire offense scored at 111.74. So like I I said, he's built Ford tough. Yeah. Chuck's defense scored almost 20 more points than Ninja Panthers offense. (laughs) All right. So let's move on over to matchup number two, which was another. Lance Manlove versus your own nightmare. <laughs> Bear Bunda. Now let me let me t- let me tell you this game was basically a nightmare until the last minute and a half of Monday Night Football. It was a tight one. Um, up until the last minute of Monday Night Football, I had gotten to be within point zero two of Jason. <laughs> and I had two defenders who basically didn't want to tackle anybody. And with that two or three minutes left, I turned the game off. So I didn't know how it ended. <laughs> I went to sleep. I woke up and apparently my one defender picked them off 
and I ended up winning because of that interception. Yeah, so, you, had, you had Trayvon, didn't don't you? I had well, I I dropped him. See that that shows you, I got I got no. You could win a game for me one week, and you're on the waiver wire the next. <laughs> Yeah, because he missed like two attempts at picks earlier in the game, didn't he? I know. I was like, I don't, I don't play that mess. And I think <laughs> I actually signed his uh, his counterpart. So, <laughs> oh yeah, go ahead, head head. What are some of the studs and duds? Uh, well, in this uh, this tightly contested matchup, which by the way, uh, Bear Bunda and Lance Manlove were number one and two in offensive points this week, separated by about thirty points. And Lance Manlove was number three in defense. Bear Boone was number seven in defense. So the fact that your defender saved this game for you is pretty impressive. But let's look at some studs. For Lance Manlove, Amari Cooper, two solid games in a row. I'm, yeah, he, I'm he's impressed. Proving, he's proving he's, he's earning his paycheck. And I saw... A <laughs> um. One of uh, one of um, uh, Amari's former teammates down in Dallas uh, decided to share uh, a little factoid. Amari is the first Cleveland Browns wide receiver uh, in quite some time to have a. Uh, <laughs> Back-to-back 100-yard receiving games (laughs) since uh, I'm I'm trying to bring up the image here. But it has been quite some time. Like Josh Gordon in 2014? Yes. Uh yeah, and I think that's exactly. Are we, are we going back as far as Bernie Kosar? Are we going that oh, far? Oh no, no, where it, Josh Gordon was it. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been a while. Josh Gordon was the last one. Uh, but yeah, and hats off for Jordan Hicks and Jerome Baker on Lance Manlove's defense, keeping him up to number three. Barabunda Cordero Patterson had a nice explosion there. So nice little hats off there after uh, almost putting him in the ground last week here on the show. And uh, Khalil Herbert had himself a nice day when uh, uh, Dave, or Dave, I wanted to say David Johnson there. Uh, David Montgomery went down. Uh, yeah, between those guys, you had like 52, 53 points from just two running backs. There you go. Nice day from those guys. Neither of which were drafted in the first 10 rounds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good on you. On the downside, Lance Man, no real duds for Lance Man love. I mean, everyone pretty much did what we expected to. A little bit of disappointment in Jonathan Taylor. For Bear Bunda, Von Miller, Leighton Vander Esch. Um, not so great. Uh, and uh, Zach Cunningham, you know, I can't really call him a dud, but only about half of what he's projected. So, I mean, overall, not a bad week at the office for any of these guys. Uh, I was surprised to see Kyle Pitt having some, Kyle Pitts, plural, having some relevance, but still no touchdown. It'll come. Yes, it will. But when? So let's move on to matchup number three. 
which was Night Shift, Johnny Fuckett. Now, last week, I was very clear. I, until I, I did not trust myself to pick myself, I was correct quite easily. And uh, <laughs> uh, Ty wanted to put faith in me. It was misplaced. Uh, Johnny won 197.86 to 133.94. That's almost 64 points. Tell me about my pain here. Well, I think part of your pain is that you got a linebacker named Diablo. <laughs> Diablo Espanol. His first name's um, Divine. <laughs> yeah, well, Divine Diablo. Well, he's the he's the he's the, he's Lucifer is really what he is. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, uh, and I mean, you you play the right quarterback in terms of points for the week. It's just all your wide receivers didn't show up. Mm. Um, I mean, I think Lamar Jackson had a game, right? Had a game. Oh, man. Lamar Jackson went off. I think he had, went five, did he have five total touchdowns or just four? Yeah, five total touchdowns. He had five. He had five. Simply Lamarvelous. That's what they say. He has 12 total touchdowns this year. That's more than 30 of the NFL teams com- uh, as a whole. Each one of those thirty teams has as a whole. Well, he's been the the beneficiary of some shootouts here. So, <laughs> um, so you're looking at, uh, I think, in terms of some some studs for Johnny, obviously Lamar, uh, Hollywood Brown came through pretty pretty strong, and then uh, Chin Aaron. Do- I mean, his defense showed up big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, his defense showed up better than his offense did. So between like the the massive game for Lamar and the defense like nearly doubling its its projected, uh, that's kind of what you had there. But you, I mean, you were forty points underneath, man. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it didn't help that Dalvin Cook went out with a shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and some of the dudes, some of the dudes you had had big games last week. I always find it difficult for people to have back-to-back big games. It is. So it's either feast or famine sometimes if they all get on the same page with that. Uh, If you had played, yeah, I mean, basically if you had just simply started Crosby over Jared Allen, you'd probably would have, you'd have boosted up by 20 more points that had been more respectable. But Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just one of those days. Like, uh, week from week one, where I was like up nearly 200 plus points to week two, where it was looking like I was going to be at like 130, and then all of a sudden Josh Allen was like, kabam. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> the quarterbacks are really are what keeping our point totals up. But what the reality is, is the rest of our team is, or rest of our teams are not producing uh, consistently enough. To, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you're going to have the ups and downs. <laughs> and, and Ben had the number two defense on the week, and that's that's 40 points more than my defense racked up this week alone. So, I mean, in fact, his defense was only uh, – I only my offense only scored 10 more points than his defense did. So Yeah, but, that, I mean, it was definitely uh, – you took a butt punt this weekend. Yes, I did. Some days you're the dog. Some days you're the hydrant. Some days you're the guy getting the ball shoved up your tuchus. <laughs> yeah, you took you took the butt punt from Johnny Fuckett. That's for, that's for sure. 
All right, so let's move on to matchup number four. This is the Awful Waffles versus the San Diego 8 My Shorts. Awful Waffles won definitively 158.20 to 143.68. A point differential of 14.52 head, some studs, duds, and surprises. Well, for studs, I mean, Jalen Hurts, the dude is... He's pretty good this year. Three passing touchdowns. I was hating hating on him. Yeah. I've had no faith in him at all going into this year. But in the words of whoever it was that said it all, he does his win, win, win so far this year. (laughs) I believe that's T-Pain. All I do is win, win. There you go. You know. Um, also, Nick Chubb and A.J. Brown. And they stay there. And they stay there. <laughs> throw your hands up. Uh, Nick Chubb and A.J. Brown over for San Diego ate my shorts. Uh, you know, can't go wrong with those two these days. Um, yeah, really. Just good job there. Uh, Duds, Awful Waffles, D.J. Moore, Micah Parsons. Brian Burns. Wait, Brian? Yeah, Brian. These are the names of people that helped you to lose or to, well, these are the people that kept you from winning bigger. (laughs) But yeah, you had the points on your bench to pull it off too. mm -hmm. Now, thankfully, these guys did not hurt awful waffles in the end, but DJ has just been DJ's been kind of streaky. He's, like, he's been like DJ Khaled. He's just he's just on other people's records. That's basically what he is. <laughs> yeah, but between Micah and, and and another one, Micah and Brian Burns, these are two guys who are supposed to be you know anchoring stalwart defenses. Between the two of them, they scored a half a tackle. And, you know, you're going to have those games, but, you know, that's why you got the number 10 defense on the week this week. For San Diego 8, Stafford, rough outing, woof. Alvin Kamara, apparently those ribs are not quite where they need to be. And, oh, uh, they're, 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 those ribs are tender, my man. They're tender. <laughs> Lost a fumble, too, on top of everything. And uh, Robert Quinn, who. Only a tackle for the Chicago linebacker that, uh, well, you know. Oh, well. <laughs> Surprises. Yeah, this, this, uh, I would say the biggest surprise I see here um, is that... Um, Old San Diego 8 has like three quarterbacks and he can't choose which one to play. <laughs> well, for me, my biggest surprise was in a game that has Cooper Cup, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Matthew Stafford, Alvin Kamara, Micah Parsons, Brian Burns. This game fell over 80 points short of its projected totals. So let's move on oh, yeah. to our game of the week 
this game <laughs> was between Flutie Flakes and E-Town Asian. <laughs> I'm laughing because I did not expect this to be the game of the week when I sat down on Sunday. But Flutie Flakes pulled it out, 148.70 to 147.22. That's a 1.48 point difference. Danny, what is what is the all what is the all time smallest point differential? Oh, uh, I don't know. Let me has see. to be less than has to be less than a point. I'm sure it is. Let me. Uh, why, why don't you uh, tell us about this game? I'm going to see if it's in uh, in our stats pack here from Scott. That's what I was going to say because the the lead that Jason had on me was by two hundredths of a point. So. There's potential that that could have been uh, an all-time nut cruncher. But, all right, in terms of the Flutie Flakes and the E-Town AZN, right? Mm -hmm. Not even going to pretend that I could pronounce it correctly. (laughs) So, uh, E-Town was rolling up with that Miami duo which um, stunned the world, but in terms of fantasy points, they sucked ass. Uh, and, you know, like any time that somebody is starting Joe Flacco, I mean, E-Town, you should have took him out. You should have took him out, E-Town. <laughs> um, you, had, it, you had necessary points on the bench uh, between Lawrence and Alave. Um, this one just basically comes down to massive underperforming once again E-Town 42 points underperformed Flutie Flakes underperformed by 30 so you're looking at 72 points underperforming Um, (laughs) they are who we thought they were (laughs) they are who we thought they were Uh, I I think uh, it's still you know, like E-Town has, some, has a really good core in terms of Waddle, Jefferson, Sanders, and Derrick Henry. Um, and he needs to build off that and make some moves. I think he, he needs to put a little bit more trust in Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence is the big surprise this year. Mm-hmm. Although, if you've, I mean, if you watched his college career, he's not a big surprise. We knew that he would eventually be great. Yep. It just it took the right coach and um, a year of just getting used to the league, man. So um, I would say overall, like this game actually has more want, want, want to me than the toilet bowl game. So I'm gonna actually say I wanna I wanna recast that this is the actual <laughs> toilet bowl game of the week because of how low. They both uh, were below their projected and simply um, I'm not sure how this played out on maybe Monday Night Football or whatever, but well, I, I gave it to I gave it to this matchup because it came down to Bizzle coming from behind on Monday Night Football for the win. Yeah. Well, if there was such thing as a second pooper, this is pretty damn close. <laughs> This is a number two, number two right here. Diarrhea! (laughs) Yeah, Montezuma's Revenge. Oh, yes. 
Well, let's move on to our final matchup of the week. One last interconference matchup. The ever surprising, not present at the draft, but number one in our league, Gridiron Mafia, taking on old roster guard in a whack 'em, smack 'em matchup here. Gridiron Mafia took the win by 3.61 points. Uh, strong showings by both teams. Um, head, what are some studs, duds, and surprises? Well, for the studs, Gridiron Mafia, Devonta Smith finally woke up. Uh, the dude's been goose the first week, pretty decent 7-7 seven seven for 80 last week, but almost 30 points this last week with a 12 total targets. You know, welcome back to life, Devonta Smith. I'm going to go out on the limb and say that that goes back to underneath 10 points this week. Probably, especially since he's dealing with a back injury, apparently. Uh, for Ro- I mean, it's, just, it's so hard to go back to back big games. Yeah, for roster guard, <laughs> beneficiary of two of Lamar Jackson's five touchdowns on the day, Mark Andrews, tight end. Eight receptions, 13 targets for the tight end in Baltimore. And Nick Bolton, uh, two sacks, six tackles, three three more assists, 24 points. I mean, hey, Kansas City linebacker, you really can't do better than that. <laughs> when your name is Bolton, anything can happen. Yeah. For the Duds. Uh, <laughs> How am I supposed to live without you? Uh, James Conner continues to be submarine by the incompetence of Arizona's offense right now. And uh, Logan Thomas in Washington, he sparked for a moment last week, but, you know, back to... He's due due for a season-ending knee injury. He really is. I'm almost surprised it hasn't happened already. Like the man man doesn't even have real knees anymore. Mm -hmm. For roster guard, as you guys know, I generally have a rule that I do not label players who were injured as poopers. But Joe Mixon was a dud. And you might hear his name later on because Joe Mixon was out there for three quarters and did squat. Dude, he milked that at it, man. He did. 24 whole rush yards and three receptions for 14 yards through three quarters. He was like Halloween candy milk dud, like the kind that the old ladies give out that you don't want to eat, but you take it anyways. Yeah. Brandon Cooks, two for 22. Chandler Jones, apparently coasting by on just his name, had a half of a tackle. <laughs> He's put up eight points this year through three weeks. So Chandler, um, Chandler might want to go. Yeah, bye-bye. you might you might want to evaluate him at this point, five zero, just to see if you can get maybe somebody who's producing in your lineup. <laughs> maybe stash him on the bench. Yeah, and really the surprise for me in this game was uh, just how pedestrian Pat, uh, Patrick Mahomes looked against Indianapolis. I mean. One passing touchdown, one pick, only 20 completions, and sub 
300 passing yards. Not what I was expecting. I think Patrick Mahomes forgot that there was a game on Sunday. I think so. And they sent his, they sent his younger, younger brother with the wig on. <laughs> Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> he's out there he's out there TikToking while they're in the huddle. Oh, man. That wouldn't surprise me. Oh, well. So that's your week three. Let's uh, take a look at some of the studs from the week three. We're going to take a look at the top players at each position. And we're going to play everyone's favorite game with Danny when we get to the tight ends. What's that? <laughs> oh, you'll find out when what's we get that? to the tight what, ends. What, what's that? What's that butt punt? <laughs> like, uh, if it were a Nintendo game, it'd be called. It'd be along with like Super Mario Two. You know, like the Super Mario nobody likes. Yeah. And it'd be called <laughs> like Duck Hunt. It'd be butt punt. <laughs> Top quarterbacks on the week. Just to keep it boring, Lamar Jackson, number one, fifty-two points. Johnny, fuck it. Josh Allen, number two, watch his finger. Apparently, he hit on someone's face mask. 43.70 points, Barbunda. Trevor yeah. Lawrence, number three on the bench at just shy of 40 points for E-Town. Jalen Hurts, number four, at just shy of 38 points for Awful Waffles. And Joe Burrow at 35 points even for Roster Guard 99. Moving on to running backs, Khalil Herbert. Number one on the week with 31 and a half points for Bear Bunda. Jamal Williams, 23.70 points for Roster Guard 99. Did he play him? No, he did not. Huh. So we're having some studs that are sitting on the bench. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> you, you know what that would be considered? A spud. Ooh. Derek Henry. Welcome back. Uh, Derrick Henry is back. 22.80 points for E-Town. Cordero Patterson, Bear Boonda's Nightmare, two of the top five running backs this week. 21.80 points. Lest I remind you that neither of those guys were drafted in the first 10 rounds. <laughs> and rounding out the top five, Saquad Barkley, 20.60 points for Jim Kelly Hates Cancer. Did you call him Saquad? Yes, I did. Have you actually seen the dude's quads? Uh, not this year, I haven't. No, there was somebody had like a a meme up about his quads, like he, like you basically was like the, like he can't wear normal pants. <laughs> He's got to wear those tearaway pants. He he has to wear the he has to wear the those junko pants. Ah, jinkos. You remember, you remember those? <laughs> Oh, yes, I those, do. The elephant legs. legs. The, wide, the wide legs that go all the way down to your feet <laughs> and your shoes disappear. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's so he can just be comfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I can also imagine him running around some of them Lululemon pants. Uh, <laughs> you suck. Different, different styles. <laughs> It's not going to be long before men start rolling around in those things, man. If they find a way to, to I'm sure they uh, already are. <laughs> it's it's already happened out west. Just just slowly working its way this way. <laughs> so, somehow to conceal the weapon and wear those pants, uh, <laughs> it's going to happen. 
Ben, weigh in for us. Do you have any uh, any yoga pants that you uh, like to lounge in? Let us know. Top wide receivers on the week. Devonta Smith at number one, 27.30 points for Gridiron Mafia. Mac Hollins, Awful Waffles, 26.38 points. Marquise Hollywood Brown, 21 points for Johnny Fuckett. Chris Olave, 20.80 points for E-Town. And sitting, Devon- on the, sitting on the bench. <laughs> sitting on a bench, another spud. And Devontae Parker, 19.70 points for Lance Manlove. And now it's time for everyone's favorite game. There we go. Danny, let's play Name Those Top Tight Ends. Well, well. You get five guesses to tell me the top tight ends this week without looking. Well, the, the first one is Saquon Barkley and those Lululemon pants. Um, Saquon doesn't play tight end. I know, but he has one. What? what? <laughs> you suck. <laughs> All right. Not that I, not that I care. Um, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm more of a Casey Hampton kind of Lululemon guy myself. <laughs> All right. So if you hear, if you guess one of the top five, you have you have six guesses to name the top five tight ends. If you are correct, you hear the correct sound. If you're incorrect. <laughs> You hear that one. This so. is kind of hard, man. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. Well, let's uh, let's start with what seems to be probably um, let's go with let's go with uh, Andrews from Baltimore. Mark Andrews is number one, just shy of 25 points. Roster guard 99. Yeah, he had two touchdowns, did he not? Yes, he did. Okay. So, in terms of everyone else, um, oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, Conklin, New Jersey. They're the Jets. Number five. 12, just shy of 12 and a half points for Bear Bunda. Uh, who else? Well, I watched the Steeler game and Joku tore us up. Number two. 19.40 points. Jim Kelly hates cancer. And then uh, Dallas Goddard. I'm sorry. He's not even on the list. What? Nope. Not in the top five. Um, Kelsey. Number three at 17 and a half points. Okay, so how many guesses do I have left? You got one left. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. 
It's a free agent. I don't know if we've ever called his name on the podcast this season. <laughs> what the hell kind of? What the hell kind of? Uh, um. I'll give you one more hint. See how good you are off the top of your head. Plays for the Colts. Oh, um. Oh, gelato, whatever his name is. <laughs> I'll give it to you. What is his name? Jelani Woods. Jelani, that's what it was. <laughs> Close enough, judges. 14.30 points. Free agent. He was uh, Italian ice cream. That's what it was. <laughs> Yeah, I knew uh, it was a joke. I knew it was just because I I saw the highlight. Yeah, um, he had two touchdowns. He's a rookie with two touchdowns. That's what I remember. Yeah, <laughs> and that was name that tight end or whatever I called it at the beginning, where Danny was too busy thinking about Saquon Barkley's tight end in some Lululemon yep. pants. Yep. You enjoyed that. You're damned right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> he's, he was wearing he was wearing some Nike Combat Pros. <laughs> All right. So top kickers, four out of the top five. The top four were not on anyone's rosters. Greg Zerline with 18 points. Graham Gano with 15. Matt Prater and Cairo Santos both with 14. Youngway Koo with 12 points on the Ninja Panthers. On the defensive side of the ball. Hold on. Say that, say that one again. Youngway Koo? It sounds like you're asking me a question. I know. That's why it's fun. Do you remember that? Do you remember that Chris Farley uh, thing where he was on like um, Jeopardy, or or like some kind of he was like on vacation. He was on some kind of like Jeopardy uh, in a foreign country, and it Micah uh, Micah uh, Myers was the host. Mm. And it was everything was in a different language, and and he and and uh, it was it was something about Godzilla, and it, it, he was like Quacky Serpy Piku, <laughs> and then uh, and like he got it wrong, and the and the host was like no no, Quacky Serpy Niku. <laughs> I do and remember then, uh, that. Farley had to get tortured or something. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Japanese game shows. That just that just uh, that rang that bell for me. <laughs> nice. Well, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, top defensive backs: Jalen Petrie. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Thirty, almost thirty and a half points for Flutie Flakes. Javon Holland at 29.20 points, free agent. Josh Metellus, 24.80 points, free agent. Donovan Wilson at 23 points for Bear Boonder's Nightmare. And Legereus Sneed at 22.60 points for Jim Kelly Hates Cancer. Defensive lineman, Demarcus Lawrence, 27.60 points for San Diego 8 My Shorts. Brandon Graham at 27 points even, free agent. I'm really glad that stuck, by the way. <laughs> Dietrich Wise Jr., 26.80 points for Flutie Flakes. Trey Hendrickson, 25.80 points for Bear Boonda's Nightmare. Glad to see him get some real play. 
You know what? I I was so mad at him at the last three games, and then he <laughs> he, he finally redeemed himself. Yep. Rogers. And rounding out the top five, the only time you'll hear Night Shift called this segment, Max Crosby with two X's, 21.20 points, sitting on the damn bench. He's a spud. And linebackers, Roquan Smith, 24.60 points. Jim Kelly hates cancer. Nick Bolton, 24 points for Rasta Guard 99. Melvin Ingram the third, 23.80 points, a free agent. Jerome Baker, 21.60 points, Lance Manlove. And Josh Bynes at 21.40 points, a free agent. So those were the good guys this week. And now the segment we know you all are here for. The Brown Note! Yo, McGuire! Doing the butt. Doing the butt, punk. Doing the butt. The players that John will need to get a call about. (laughs) Yeah, every single one of these players called John on on the Facebook Live. That's right. It's the the poopers of the week. (laughs) It's it's a a Google Face chat. (laughs) Yeah, just just imagine. We didn't even know Facebook Live was a thing back when we first started talking about that. Just imagine (laughs) if John got a Facebook Live. Oh, yes. <laughs> Just for proof. All right. So, Danny, why don't you start us off and we'll just alternate with our poopers of the week. Yeah, Tyreek uh, sneaking the cheeks, Hill. Big poop. <laughs> we got Darrell Flenderson Jr. Uh, Miles... Um, <laughs> I hit the brakes and shot my pants. Garrett. <laughs> we got Juwan, don't look at my Johnson. <laughs> Triple goose. <laughs> we got Alan Robinson sneaking up behind DJ Moore. Ooh. Giving him the Brian giving him the Brian Burns. <laughs> got a triple play there. Uh, I was going for that was it. They 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 ran the they they ran the goose train. <laughs> goose train. Oh, you suck! Well, par- partially that's because the next guy has three names. <laughs> Diarrhea. Yeah, we got. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't right for that one. Oh, we got lay me down, Vanderesh. Robert the Mighty Quinn only had one tackle, so. He gets our honorary goose. And <laughs> Matthew Squatford. Yep. Uh, Vaughn Don Juan Miller hitting up George and Justin Jefferson. Don't call me Traylon Burks because my Nelson's Aguilar. And then Joe Flacco's a bitch. (laughs) You are correct, sir. Oh, Logan, my knees are surprisingly still in one piece, Thomas. Aaron Jones, Chandler Jones, not related, but they only are related through poop. (laughs) Joe Mixon is injured, but underutilized pooper. Let's just say that the Joneses were through a bunch of shit together, right? There you go. 
<laughs> they went through a bunch of shit. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Micah Parsons, one half tackle in a pot with a goose. <laughs> and that was your poopers of the week. Oh yes. <laughs> so that, that last one was that last one wasn't audio. That was real. I I dropped that. Nice. <laughs> Wondered where that came from. Yeah, I was just trying to I was just trying to give you a real goose. <laughs> so before we move into our uh our rivalry week preview, is there uh anything or anyone you wanna sound the panic alarm on? <laughs> Yeah, I want to say there's a few guys playing for the Pierce right now. Uh, some people who need to get their shit together or else they're going to be at the at the mercy of whoever wins this year. And uh, I need to pull up who that is again, but I know that there are at least uh, one, two, three um, head. I'm one of them. <laughs> You're in that conversation, my man. I am. I mean, so far, so far, the top eight are uh, largely winning records. Nine through 12, they are uh, not trending so well. And ultimately, it looks like once again, the, I forget which division is, which it doesn't say on here. Who's Telnet? Who's Sparcy? Uh, Telnet would be your division. Sparcy would be mine. Okay, so Spar- I mean, Sparcy is pretty well evenly distributed in terms of points for. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, points against, it looks like in terms of Telnet, it's a little bit more lopsided. There's, there's really two or three good teams and then two or three not so good teams. Mm-hmm. So, um, at this point, anybody can go on a streak, but we got three of you guys who need to get a win this week. This is a must-win week for you if you're trying to avoid the Pierce. That's right. So heed the warning, boys. Especially heed. <laughs> All right. So let us talk about rivalry week. So we're going to divvy these up. Danny's going to take three. I'm going to take three. The first one, I'm going to let Danny handle this one since I'm on board. Number 12, Night Shift at 0-3, taking on number seven, Ninja Panthers at 2-1. Ninja (laughs) Panthers. At the time of this setup, Ninja Panthers was a projected victor by about two touchdowns. So, Danny, take it away. All right. So uh, if... You want to know the measure of a man, you just count his friends. And it looks like this matchup is no short of friends. I mean, you guys have been roommates. You guys have been, you know, dudesies, all of those cool things. 
And here's here's where we stand this week in this matchup. We have a Ninja Panther at this point, 15 point differential. I'm going to say, I'm just going to go through the roster real fast and kind of give you a player by player plus or minus. So we got Cousins versus Wilson. I believe that uh, Wilson's going to have a shootout in Las Vegas. So uh, edge to Wilson. Debo versus Michael Thomas. You got to edge to Debo. Samuel versus Lazard. I've, uh, strangely enough, I think Samuel's going to edge him out. Uh, Gabriel Davis versus Robert Woods. I think you're going to see um, in terms of that Baltimore game. I like, you know, like Baltimore's had some shootouts lately. I don't think this one's going to be a shootout. I really don't. Mm. Um, so I think Robert Woods actually has the edge on Gabriel Davis. I think Dalvin Cook is going to probably play with a sling on his arm head, so just heads up on that. He's got the device that he went off on Pittsburgh with last year, maybe. Yeah, well, hey, <laughs> lightning, lightning could strike twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but Ezekiel, I'm going to give the edge to Ezekiel Elliott because he's going up against Washington versus Dalvin Cook going up against a tough New Orleans defense. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give Najee the edge over Penny. I'm going to give Waller the edge over Everett, Smith-Schuster the edge over Bateman. That all depends if Smith-Schuster can actually see the ball in them <laughs> Category 5 wins. But well, it was think, announced. Uh, it was announced if they cannot play in Tampa, the game will be moved to Minnesota Sunday night. The hell are they going all the way up there for? Because Minnesota's in England. Oh, well, that's wild. <laughs> and it's neutral territory for both of them. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, I think you have uh, McManus over Koo. You got um, Tranquil over Shaq Thompson. You got Grugier Hill over Davis. Queen over Abram. Byard over Jackson. Rousseau over Crosby. And Brooks over P.D. Pablo, Divine Diablo. <laughs> um, people who shouldn't be on the bench that are on the bench. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Um, no, looks like you guys, I would have benched most of these guys too. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's a it's a race to projected points, guys. So have a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got a winner pick for this one? Like I said, I'm just gonna call Ninja Panthers. Unfortunately, had uh, it just seems like he overall had more matchups in his pocket. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm I'm probably calling Ninja Panthers as well. So let's move on to matchup number dose. We have the awful waffle sitting at two and one coming up against the gridiron mafia at three and oh awful waffles is projected to be the victor by over 35 points. Oh yes. This is probably going to be if this plays out like it does on paper, this is going to be our toilet bowl game of the week. Just by the really? blowout. By the blowout? 
Oh, we got to come up with better, better parameters for what a toilet bowl game is. Is, is toilet bowl essentially just what a blowout is? Because, I mean, a blowout's what happens before you get to the toilet. <laughs> um, well, see, in all the years I've been doing this, the toilet bowl game has been decided as the one game of all those six that just you turn it off and walk away because it was so boring. <laughs> Okay, so it's more of a wow factor than it is necessarily team shit in their pants. Yeah. I can live with that. All right, moving All right. on. So anyway, uh, Awful Waffles, Christian McCaffrey going up against Arizona. I can see him making the most of uh, starting against this defense uh, that really doesn't exist. So I can see a bounce back for him after kind of a soft start. Gridar Mafia, I'm watching Drake London um, and the uh, James Conner bounce back because hey, James Conner's going up against Carolina and Carolina likes to give away points to running backs as well. So this could be a nice running back matchup here. On the downside, Keenan Allen for Awful Waffles. When was the last time we saw Keenan Allen play a full season? I think Keenan Allen play, played a full season back in high school. <laughs> now, Keenan Allen Greg is... Jones, Greg, jo- Greg Jones, how long ago was that? Keenan Allen, uh, the la- he was he's supposedly coming back from his hamstring. Okay. But he injured at week one, so I don't have a whole lot of faith that he'll be at top speed, nor that he won't re-injure it. On top of that, uh, his quarterback's still playing with some broken cartilage in between ribs. So he was hit and miss last week. Some throws look great. Some throws, not so much. Um, if Dalvin Cook does not play, Madison is a very strong play. But if he, if Dalvin wears the device, Anthony Madison's not getting anything. Um, Gridair Mafia, I worry about Aaron Jones uh, going up against New England. Um, Aaron did not look good. Aaron has not looked good going up against tougher defenses so far this year. And New England's defense against runs, eh, pretty stiff still. And for their defense, Williams and Simmons just does not, uh, does not inspire me with great amounts of hope. Uh, so I'm going to give this one to <laughs> awful waffles. Duh. <laughs> oh, I would say though, surprise play Nico Collins against the chargers. Currently Nico sits on the bench for gridar mafia. But if you really want to, uh, have a shot at taking down the King, Maybe a high upside. The Chargers could not stop slot receivers last week. Nico, largely slot guy. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, uh, you want to pick this one? You got a you got a thought here? You want to pick an underdog? Or you're just going with awful. No, I'm just awful. Awful is going with your ass, man. <laughs> All right. Next up. We got number three, Bear Boonda's Nightmare at two and one. 
visiting number 11, San Diego, eight, your shorts at 0-3. Currently... I'm, I'm telling you right now, Rob Green's going to win this game. Because <laughs> right now, as of uh, prepping this doc, San Diego 8 was projected to win by a touchdown. Yeah, not only is he not only <laughs> going to win this game, but he's going to win handedly, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, for some reason or another, my team has Rob Green kryptonite, <laughs> um, <laughs> and like last year, uh, I I predicted that Rob Green was going to because he was terrible then, and I lost to him, and and I was going to predict the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't even need to analyze it. I'm going to lose this game. Okay, there you go. I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm I'm going with San Diego eight as the victor in that one. <laughs> All right, moving on. Number ten, E Town Asian at zero and three, taking on number two, Jim Kelly hates cancer at three and zero. Uh, Jim Kelly's projected victor by around two touchdowns. I just stepped on your intro there, didn't I? My bad. Not only did you step on it, but you're just going to keep going. I took it. I'm going to run with it. <laughs> All right. Uh, for for E-Town, Derek Henry, big light here. In the last five games against Indy, only one was under 100 yards uh, on the ground. So big play there. Chris Olave came out of no, well, not out of nowhere, but seemed to has established himself as of last week as the go-to receiver in New Orleans. He, he, he's, he's offset of Michael Thomas, so he's going to be wide open. Oh, yeah. And uh, on the other side of the ball, you got Saquad. <laughs> Saquad and... <laughs> Even in his Lululemon pants. Oh, yes. In the Lululemon pants, Saquad Barkley and Michael Pittman Jr. against Tennessee. Tennessee can't stop wide receivers to save their lives. So Michael Pittman's going to make up for not having any touchdowns last week. Uh, Let's see. On the downside, um, E-Town Asian, I worry about the Tua and Dalen stack for two reasons. One... Tua and Jalen are both going to be playing hurt if they're on the field. Tua's got. Yeah, did, you, did you see when Tua hit his head off the ground? He got up and he was like, "Oh, he was like he came out of little Joe's drunk." Yeah, Tua's say Tua and the coaching staff are saying back, but there was a hubbub oh, around man. around the officials that they were upset that he was let to go back in so quickly when the independent concussion spotter wanted him to come out. He, like he hit the ground, his head hit the ground like a little preschooler. He got up <laughs> and he was stumbling, and then all of a sudden he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> And I was like, Oh, he had a concussion. Oh, yeah. like everybody at home knows that shit. Yeah, and so you got you got Tua hurting, and Jalen is dealing with a groin injury, and he's as of this afternoon, he was. Listed as questionable this afternoon. He didn't practice Monday. Limited Tuesday. He's I hate a questionable. Yeah, he's a wide receiver whose game is built around speed and being able to make a quick cut. So that worries me. But on top of that, apparently, and I saw some of the footage. 
Someone managed to record the entire Dolphins walkthrough today at Cincinnati University Stadium and post it on Twitter in real time. What? So their entire game plan has been on Twitter this afternoon. How did that person not get arrested and put a black bag over their head? I don't know. <laughs> so I worry about that stack <laughs> if they play. <laughs> and for Jim Kelly hates cancer, why the hell is Taysom Hill still in your lineup? Man, Chuck knows shit you don't know, man. I know, but still. <laughs> Chuck, uh, Chuck, Donna, Chuck, Donna, Chuck knows that he's going to start QB and he's going to play him in a tight end spot and blow it up. <laughs> he probably will before. I mean, with. <laughs> we all know that Jameis has got multiple fractured back vertebrae. I would not be surprised if Taysom's taken over for him before long anyway. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I made that play last year. I played that full in a tight end spot. <laughs> When he was quarterbacking, mm. it was it would pay dividends. Yeah, I've I've had him on my roster at least at one point where he was playing at quarterback as well. Uh, surprise play! Um, I was looking at Chuck's roster and I thought that uh, oh, I think he moved him. No, I think he did. Tyler Lockett. I think he goes off. I think when I looked at this earlier, Tyler was in on the bench, but uh, yeah. Tyler Lockett, I uh, think he goes off and has a nice big day against Den- or Denver, Detroit. I'm taking Jim Kelly hates cancer to win. I'm not really anyone surprised by that. Danny, who this you taking? Is the battle, this is the battle of E-Town. <laughs> it is. Each of these matchups needs a name. So, Yeah, this is the battle of E-Town. Right, we, got, we got the Chapel Clash for me and the Panthers. We got the battle of E-Town here. So... Yeah. And I would say uh, <clears throat> uh, between me and Rob, it would be um, I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't uh, come up with the funny name. Ah, <laughs> uh, you got time. Um, are you taking Jim Kelly or are you taking E Town? I'm going to take Jim Kelly just because I don't think E Town has enough in the tank. I agree. All right. Let's move on, and you can take the whole shebang on setting this one up after I play the nice projected Toilet Bowl Game of the Week stinger. Oh, man, this is uh, Flutie Clay versus Roster Guard. This is the, this is the, uh, the game uh, that fights over the NILs, man. Uh, name, image, and likeness bowl. So we... <laughs> Between uh, re- representation for Flutie and speculative representation for Roster Guard, aka Michael Jordan, <laughs> um, <clears throat> we're looking at Flutie Flakes is uh, gonna be up in this one. Um, it all depends upon if he makes a trade with me or not. How much that is, because uh... we're still still trying to convince Connor to trade. <laughs> which you know you would be surprised he's always down for trades but mm-hmm. um in terms of the matchup uh johnny definitely has an edge uh burrow over geo smith Devonte adams versus jamar chase are going to cancel each other out 
<clears throat> uh, C.D. Lamb is going to edge Brandon Cooks. Uh, Christian Kirk's going to edge McKenzie. Mixon's going to uh, edge Pierce. Edwards Hilaire. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Eckler's going to edge Edwards Hilaire. Uh, Andrews is going to edge Hawkinson. Uh, Jay Williams over Hines. Let's see. I think Chris Boswell is going to do nothing but kick field goals this week. So Boswell over Carlson, Bolton over Morrow, Walker over Barrett, uh, Moore the second over Peter. Johnny, heads up! You got a guy on the IR on your on your roster on your, mm-hmm. your starting DB. Heads up! Heads up! He's on the IR. Torn Achilles. He ain't coming back this year, dude. He's not on the short term yep. IR. <laughs> So Williams over that guy, and then uh, <laughs> Wise Jr. over Jones, Miles Jack over Singleton. So it's going to be close, but I think Flutie Flakes edges out Rostergaard this week. Mm-hmm. Probably more based on defensive performance than anything else. Yeah. I think I'll join you with the Flutie Flakes love. Oh, it's not love. It's just I'm just spouting facts. <laughs> All right, and our final matchup is our projected game of the week. Lance Manlove versus Johnny taking it in the butt punt. (laughs) All right. What do you think, Dave? Well... Uh, Johnny, this this is a historic. We we need to come up with a good name for this one, because uh, historically Lance Manlove owns Johnny's ass by a, a, a virtually insurmountable margin in head to head matchups, and Johnny's actually projected to win by a field goal here. Uh, for Lance Manlove, I like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. T. Higgins could have a uh, a surprisingly big day. You know, he's number two wide receiver on a Thursday night game. If the Bengals' wide res- or uh, offensive line can keep Burrow up long enough to find his second read, T. Higgins could be good. For to read those tea leaves, head. <laughs> for Johnny uh, Hollywood, seventeen targets last week. I like that. Good on you. Uh, if David Montgomery is healthy, I also like that play. If he's healthy, if he's not, I don't think he's healthy. Yeah, I mean he's day to day, but uh, it's pretty rough. So, like I said, if <laughs> um, on the downside, Lance Manlove, Damian Harris. If he doesn't get a touchdown, he gets no love. Um, he's in a Bill Belichick committee and, you know, no touchdown, no love. Josh Jacobs against Denver. This is his third coach that does not know how to, how to utilize him correctly until he finds, uh, until he gets a coach that knows how to utilize him. Well, he's dead to me and I don't trust him against Denver for Johnny. If Tua is hurt, I don't like Tyreek. I already talked about Tua. Um, I don't even remember who their backup quarterback is. It's uh, Fitzmagic when he's not in the booth. (laughs) (laughs) 
And uh, ah, there's two other receivers on this roster I don't trust. Mike Williams has been pulling a disappearing act this season. And Deontay has redeveloped the, the dropsies. And <sighs> he single-handedly killed like two drives last week. <laughs> so I, I don't. I don't like Johnny's entire receiving core, really. <laughs> yeah, it's it's boomer bust. Yeah. Uh, my surprise play this week, though, is that Tom Brady finally gets in the right side of the column uh, with uh, getting Mike Evans back and uh, possibly pairing him with Russell Gage, which uh, last I looked was still on the bench. I'm taking Lance Manlove, though. I'm going to stick with history. Who are you taking? Yeah, I think this is the battle of the first names. This is this is Lance versus Johnny. And uh, Lance Armstrong versus Johnny Rocket. Like we're talking uh, Lance give me a chance versus Johnny on the spot. Um I'm gonna go with see I'm gonna raise I'm gonna raise you uh, a wide receiver core and say they will perform well enough. Pull it out. All right. So you're you're taking the upset with, well, not the upset by numbers. You're taking Johnny. Yeah, I'm just saying. uh, Man, love is coming off of a heartbreaking loss to yours truly, and it's going to affect him psychologically. And uh, Johnny's going to swoop in and just uh, mop it, mop the floor. All right, so there you have it. We got uh, week six, a little rivalry week predictions. We both got Ninja Panthers, Awful Waffles, San Diego 8, Jim Kelly Hates Cancer, and Flutie Flakes. And I got Lance Manlove, and Danny's got Johnny Fuckett. So, uh, Danny, it's been a pleasure having you on the mic again with me this week. And uh, you guys can all buy some NFFL swag on Redbubble at bit.ly slash Nellis NFFL. So, Danny, and you, you want to... Buy... Hold on. Go... Oh, Man, no, no, you go get ahead. To... You get to plug your shit. I'm going to get to plug my shit. Come on, goddamn. Go for it. Um, <laughs> y'all, y'all can buy some elderberry syrup tea or lemonade. Just uh, send me a carrier pigeon, and I will make sure you get a bottle. Officially sponsored. You're an official podcast sponsor now. You got to give us your full name. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, brought to you by Four Soil Farms LLC. There you go. So, gentlemen, we'll see you next week. Until then, cover the cornhole, guys. That's right. You know, you never know when people are going to be butt punting out there. That's right. Even Mark Sanchez was watching. It was it was my goal today to get butt fun in there as much as I possibly could. <laughs> uh, butt punt is officially the title. Before we get too far, uh, before it ends, guess what? What? Rogers. <laughs> butt punt. Butt punt, Rogers. The NFFL Podcast is a production of Head First Studios. Head First Studios. Tell your story. 